In this episode, I'm going to be talking about what I feel is probably the most powerful tool still in business and probably even as relevant, if not more relevant today than it's ever been. Uh, Also a skill for me that probably goes back the furthest and a skill that has probably contributed the most success in my career. And that's how to use the telephone. This is the Be Memorable podcast. My name's Ty Erickson. I'll be your host. We'll be talking to the best of the best on how to be different, be unique, stand out from the crowd, and overall be memorable. Now, this may seem like a really obvious question, but are you using the phone to build your business? And if so, are you using it properly? How often are you using the phone and are you using it as often as you should be? I sure hope so. Um, I know for me personally, I've been super fortunate to experience great success in my career on the phone. Um, I've been able to learn from some of the best of the best, and I want to share some of those things that that I've learned and things that I know uh, that have helped me become successful, um, share those with you, and uh, hopefully it'll add a ton of value to you. So let's let's jump right into it. The first thing I always tell people when you're going to jump on the phone, one of the most important things you can do is have a process of setting up a pre-call mentality. And uh, obviously, before you even jump on the phone, you got to be in the right mind frame. You got to prepare to execute. Um, you've got to deliver the phone call exactly the way that you want it. So let's talk about that pre-call mentality. Um, These are in no particular order, um, but I want to share them with you. So the first one I've got is confidence is key. Now, for a lot of different people, that may mean something totally different. What I mean um, by confidence is key is you've got to truly believe when you're calling somebody, whether it's a, a prospecting call or what I call a maintenance call, you've got to know that what you're going to share with them on the phone is the most important thing that they can be hearing that day, that time. Um, Just having that confidence that the value that you're going to add to them, whether it be uh, hopefully in a short period of time, but um, regardless of the period of time that you've just got the confidence that you're going to add so much value to them. There's nothing else better they could be doing at that point. And if you don't have that confidence, then I would recommend a few things. I would recommend, first of all, get around somebody that can help instill that confidence in you. Um, Shadow somebody on the phone so you can hear what that confidence sounds like. And then on top of that, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. The second thing I've got is energy is is key. Uh, You cannot jump on a phone call and not have energy, not have enthusiasm and not have passion about what you're doing. Your energy does come across on the phone. And so that's part of this pre-call mentality is making sure that you're set up, making sure that you're enthused. And if you don't have energy, one of the things that you may be struggling from is that you're trying to call or sell or do something that you're not passionate about. So also check that as well. Make sure your energy is always high. Third thing I've got is when you're calling somebody, do not treat them like a prospect. Do not treat them like a client. Treat them like they're your best friend, regardless of how well you know them. Um, That will come across on the phone as well. You'll become a more likable person. You'll be able to break down walls quicker uh, the more you're able to treat them like they've always known you. The next thing I have is be determined to accomplish what you're calling for. Always have a purpose. Don't call somebody blindly. Don't call somebody without direction. 
always have a goal in mind of that phone call that you're making is what is that perfect end result and then stay committed to that. Be determined on accomplishing that on that phone call. The next thing I've got is being assumptive. It kind of plays through, plays with uh, being determined, but be be assumptive when you call. Assume that they want to talk to you. Assume that they want what you're selling or what you're providing or what you're offering. Assume that what you're calling them about is the most important thing in their day. Always be assumptive. Don't be hesitant. Don't uh, doubt what you're saying. Assume, assume, assume um, that they want what you have. The next thing is you've always got to be prepared. Never just jump on a call blindly without reading your previous notes, without knowing what's going on um, with that client. Do the research online have everything lined up before you make those those calls so that you know exactly what you're getting into. Also, in between each call, so you're not fumbling around trying to figure out what's going on. Have everything lined up. Be prepared before you make every call. Next thing is, is have a script. Now, when I say have a script, I'm not saying you want to call somebody and read from a script. That's the last thing you want to do. Not to read from the script, but have a script script that's going to give you a base of how you want the call to go. So have an outline, have an idea of of how you're expecting that call to go. Follow that outline. Make sure you cover all your points. Make sure you ask all the questions you need to ask. Make sure you make all the statements you need to make. So uh, having a script is more of an outline of how you're wanting the call to go. Uh, The next thing is, is never call uh, any place of business or anybody without knowing who the decision maker is. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be able to get into the decision maker immediately, um, but before you call, always know who that decision maker is so that if somebody does bring up the name or you have some type of an opportunity that you're able to identify that quickly. Um, there's so many ways with technology nowadays to figure out who the decision maker is, whether that's going through LinkedIn, whether that's using Manta.com, whether that's just Googling somebody. Now, it may take you a few phone calls to get through different people to get to the decision maker, but know, always know who that decision maker is. So those are the keys that I've got on, on having that pre-call mentality. Now I want to jump into um, what you should do on the actual call. And really when I get on an actual call, there's some basic things that I always do. Um, there's some basic things that I always say uh, as I go through the call. So I'm going to share those with you. Um, the first thing I've got here is uh, always ask questions to lead the person to the result that you want. So you never, when you're on a phone call and and most people that are in sales will know this, even if it's face to face, but you never want to, what I call throw up on people. You never just want to make endless statements. You always want to ask questions to lead them to the end result that you want. The next thing is, is I wanted to share with you my f- favorite phrase that I use when I'm on the phone. And, and it's really, I would say 90, 95% of the time accurate and gets you at least in a direction to where you want to go. So here's the phrase that I always use and you can kind of change it up for you. Uh, but the phrase is, are you locked in with your current company? Now, whatever industry you're in, it may be, um, accounting, you know, are you locked in with your current accounting company? Yes or no. Obviously they're going to give you, that's a yes or no, uh, question. So regardless of how they answer, I always ask them from there, do you keep your options open? If I could show you something significantly better Uh, again. So I'll, I'll go through that again. The first statement I make is, are you locked in with your current company? Now you're going to get 
hopefully a yes or a no. Um, doesn't matter what the answer is. The next question should always be, do you keep your options open if I could show you something significantly better? Now, the secret behind that statement is, first of all, nobody likes to be locked in with anything. They don't want to feel locked in. They don't want to be locked in. And so most of the time you're going to get the answer when you ask that, are you locked in with your current company? They're going to say no. Um, the next thing is, is do you keep your options open? Now, that statement's exactly opposite. So now you're asking them if they're open. Um, not only that, the next thing you're asking them is if you could show them something significantly better. And the thing that's going to open up in their mind is, I'm open to anything if it's significantly better. So again, I'm not saying you're not going to get people that say no, no, no. Um, but I can promise you this. If you use that statement time in and time out, a majority of the time you're going to have complete success or you're at least going to get the answers that you want. That's going to get your foot in the door. That's going to open up that opportunity. Next one is, is what do you love about your current vendor? Now you can swap that up, whatever industry you're in or whatever reason you're calling them for. Um, but again, that statement, what do you love about your current vendor? Because you're wanting to know exactly what's working for them. The second thing is, is what don't you like about your current vendor? Now you could get a little bit more extreme on that and get more emotion. You know, I use what do you love? And then the other one, you could say, what do you hate um, about your current vendor? So you're finding out what's working for them now. And then you're also finding out what's not working. Once you figure that out, the next question that I always ask is, so if I can keep doing what you love and significantly improve on what you don't like, do you see any other reason why you wouldn't give me a shot? Now, some people on that will say, is there any other reason you wouldn't give me your business? That's a pretty big commitment on a quick phone call. Um, so really, I'm just trying to, on the initial phone call, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. Um, and that's my next point is always keep the call brief. Uh, you never want a drawn out phone call, really, regardless what the reason is. You want to keep it brief or at least keep that phone call feeling like it's brief. Uh, the next key I, key I have is even though you call them, accomplish what you need and always make it seem like you need to go. That way, if if they want to extend, they can extend the phone call. Um, you always want to make them feel, for one, like you're busy and that you've got to move on to something else. That way they're not pressured or they're not getting the inclination that you're just calling them to camp on the phone uh, forever. So going to that, back to that point, make it seem like you need to go, um, but you're just calling because you wanted to establish a few things real quick. So keep that in mind. Um, make it seem like you want to go, um, but also let them know that you're just calling because you want to, wanted to establish a few things real quick. The next thing I've got is ask if you can send information and follow up the following week. So the biggest objection that I've gotten on the phone throughout my career is you can have the best sales pitch in the world. You can have the best um, phone call. It can go phenomenal. You can get all the answers that you want. And more than likely, you're going to continue to get this obstacle where they're like, yeah, send me some information. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, we could do business together. Send me some information. So for me, I go ahead and I knock out that objection right from the get-go. When I initially call them, I make sure that first step is, hey, I'm going to send you some information. I'm going to follow up with you next week. 
that way that that really kills that objection you've already sent the information you've already gotten that out of the way so that somewhere down the road they're not able to come back and say yeah send me some information Okay, now that I've shared with you a few things on the pre-call and on the actual call that that have uh, really given me a lot of success over the phone, now I want to talk about what to do on the post-phone call. First thing I've got is send a thank you card for thanking them for their time that same day. Don't wait to do it. Make sure it goes out that day. Um, through my career, every time I've made calls, I'll always, at the end of my day, uh, know exactly who I've called and then I'll send out thank you cards, um, thanking them for their time, always thanking them for their time and taking the phone call. And that gesture will go a long, long ways, especially on your follow-up call. It'll go a long ways. The next thing I always do is I send an email with the appropriate information illustrating what we discussed on the call. And this doesn't matter what phone call it is, whether it's a prospecting call, a maintenance call, I always follow it up with an email um, thanking them, also thanking them for their time and also clarifying, hey, we talked about this, appreciate your time, just wanna clarify this, and if you have any other questions, let me know. The next thing I would say that's always important on a post-phone call is always follow up on a follow-up. So for me, regardless, once again, regardless of the phone call, um, I always set up a follow-up call for one week away. And then in between phone calls, you should always be following up on a follow-up that you should never let something die out. Uh, last but not least here, if you do miss them on that following week when you make that follow-up call, what I do is I keep doubling the time in between phone calls until you're calling every six months. And then I repeat that process. So I'll start it at a week again, go two weeks, two weeks turns into a month, a month turns into two months, two months turns into four months. And then I'll break that out. That way it's not just call, 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 call. You're separating out those those time ratios. Um, you're giving a little bit of a mystery there, and it's just not constant onslaught of a phone call. So hopefully that helps. Um, and so the last thing that I recommend is that you make at least 20 calls in a day. Um, because to me, what 20 calls means is 10 people picking up the phone. 10 people picking up the phone means that you talk to five decision makers or people that are close to it or people that can get to you, get you to where you want to be. Two of those five are going to be open to doing business. And then out of those two that are open to doing business, you should get one new client. So that's daily. And, and I can attest through my career, that's exactly what's happened. Those numbers have, have dialed straight in for me. Um, so you can imagine the success once you get that pipeline built and you're making those 20 calls, you're going through those numbers, you should be on average bringing in one new client a day. Now, again, they're going to be different sizes, shapes, everything else, um, but you should be getting some type of engagement every single day. Um, and as that pipeline grows, you're just going to have more and more success. And that's it. Those are some basic tips that I would give to somebody that's starting out of the phone or that's even more experienced. Uh, obviously, we could go into a lot more depth. Um, but these tools, I promise you, if you use them, um, you start really utilizing the phone. I believe anybody that's in sales that learns how to utilize the phone that can get to at least a six-figure income in a 12-month period. If you really knock the phones dead, you know what you're doing. Uh, at first, make sure 
your work outdoes your skill. And then eventually as your skill starts catching up with, with your work ethic, um, you'll knock them dead. So again, hope this added some value to you until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Memorable podcast. I hope you took a ton of value from this episode. If you don't mind, please leave us a review. That helps us get the show out there. It also allows us to add more value to others. Thanks again.